This is District Sentinel Radio. It's that newscast of record for the left. I am Sam Sachs. I am Sam Knight. We're broadcasting out of the Sentinel Fort in Pistown, Washington, D.C. Check out the website, districtsentinel.com. Good news, everyone. Michael Bloomberg has qualified for tomorrow night's debate. We might get that blood. Yeah, I'm really excited for this one. Bloomberg qualifying on the very last poll. He needed one more poll to qualify, showing him at 10% to qualify for the debate tomorrow. This is what it took because he got it in. I mean, he got it in right at the end here. It took $400 million in uh, radio, TV ads, $42 million in Facebook ads, $36 million in ads on Google, a lot more money on just like paying influencers and paying memers, hiring uh, campaign staff across several states. I get, so, I, so, so we're looking at a half billion dollars so far and just like and Bloomberg has been in the race for like a half mo- a month, barely. I, so, wow. I, I get so angry hearing those numbers. It just makes me want to shit out my own intestines. And yet, I'm really happy he's on the debate stage because now it's just not a one-way street with his dumbass fucking insipid propaganda flowing one way and he's going to get shit on by every single every single other yeah. candidate on the stage. This will be the first debate in which I'm rooting for Amy Klobuchar to just slay. And, and I think we saw maybe a little preview of how certain campaigns are going to react with uh, the dynamic change here with Bloomberg in the debate because we had MSNBC on earlier and Andrea Mitchell was, of course, melting down about the Bernie bros. She was melting down. MSNBC... Following in a long line of uh, hosts melting down about the Bernie bros all morning. All morning. MSNBC is playing Bernie bro sound bites every 10 to 15 minutes of Elizabeth Warren fucking whinging about it, of Joe Biden complaining about it, saying people are getting death threats, which is just fucking categorically false. Yeah. But when Julian Castro came on to talk to Andrea Mitchell, Mitchell was trying to bait him into directly attacking Sanders. And he wouldn't say Sanders by name. He was very willing to say Bloomberg by name. Very willing to say Bloomberg by name. So I think... Hopefully, I I was talking about this earlier, how Bloomberg's entry into the race will make a whole lot of people say that, oh, yeah, this is exactly what Bernie is talking about. We're going to get to see that on stage tomorrow night. Ever since Bloomberg entered the race, Bernie's position has gotten so much stronger. He's He's won contests, and now he's up double digits nationwide. And not, so, yeah. thank you, Michael Bloomberg, thank you, Michael for, Bloomberg. for uh, heightening the contradictions here just in time for Bernie Sanders' campaign to highlight that. And yes, uh, I'm expecting all the candidates to go after Bloomberg tomorrow night. I'm expecting, I, I'm hoping that someone sneaks Amy Klobuchar a stapler <laughs> that she can fling at Michael Bloomberg tomorrow night. Speaking of Amy Klobuchar... She had a rough weekend campaigning in Nevada. Here she was in an interview with uh, Telemundo being asked just, you know, basic questions. You would like to be 
the yes. nom, uh, yes. the de Democratic uh, candidate. Yeah. What do you know about the Mexican president now? Uh, well, I know that he is uh, elected in the last few years. I don't know him personally. I've met with the ambassador, and I was actually supportive of the trade agreement. So I worked okay. with the embassy on that. They came to meet you with know, me. And I ask because it's so important, especially yes. Nevada, California, Arizona, Texas. This yes. is our neighbor to the south. Yeah. Do you know anything about him? specifically his politics, what he's doing, since this would be the country you would share a border with. Um, Anything well, you can tell me about him? I just, I know that they are neighbors, and regardless of <laughs> so who does everybody. is, that it is someone that I will work with. Do, do you, I, I'm sorry to ask, <laughs> but do you know who he oh. is? Do you know his name? Yeah, yeah. I, um, yep. I yep. know that he is uh, the Mexican I, president. I, but I know he has a name. name. Uh, no. Ah. Don't you think it would be important, if you're running for president, to know who the president of Mexico is? the country to the south of the United States is yeah. because wow this is the New York Times serious option someone yes. with a fourth grader's knowledge of Mexico first grader I know that there are our neighbors to the south wow. unbelievable Tom it, Steyer also did not Tom know. Steyer also didn't know I really hope someone gets a dig on Klobuchar for that <laughs> Bernie Sanders well, I, I know think who's going to get a dig. Pete Buttigieg? <laughs> no, it's going to be whoever uh, didn't tell Amy Klobuchar, did not include the name of uh, the president of Mexico in Amy Klobuchar's briefing documents. Why the fuck didn't you tell me the name of the president of Mexico right after the interview? I'm, I'm telling you what the attack line should be, which is Amy Klobuchar acts like a fucking serious intellectual choice for a presidential candidate and she doesn't even know the name of our, one of our most important trading partners and neighbors who does that to be fair to them i would have work. i would have just answered amlo and hope that they didn't ask me to be more specific just say a last name say obrador yeah. or amlo is probably good enough yeah at least yeah. it shows you're paying like 30 seconds of attention to the issue uh, update on something we talked about last week, the uh, anti-Bernie bro super PAC. That's right. Beat Bernie 2020, which is soliciting anonymous unlimited donations to fight, quote, a rogue army of online supporters who threaten, <laughs> insult, and bully anyone who dares to question Sanders. It's everywhere. We noted how it seemed... Except in real life. <laughs> except in real life. We noted how it seemed like the Beat Bernie 2020 operation was being run out of a WeWork. However, Twitter user at show us your work pointed out in a thread something potentially spicy about the location, 660 North Capitol Street. There are other offices at the address, not just a WeWork, and those include the office for the political action committee of the pharmaceutical giant Mylan. Hmm. Mylan is a company whose price gouging tactics have come under increasing scrutiny over the past few years, notably in 2016 when we saw a lot of news stories about how it jacked up the price of, of the EpiPen, a generic device used to treat allergic reactions. Bernie Sanders went hard on Mylan for this. Mylan also has direct ties to the most right-wing Democrat in the Senate, West Virginia's Joe Manchin. Manchin's daughter, Heather Bresch, is the CEO of Mylan, and like most pharmaceutical grifters, Mylan's obscene profits depend heavily on having friends in the government. What I'm saying is basically get ready for Joe Manchin to endorse Trump the second 
the second Bernie Sanders wins the nomination. Is there a market on that? Can I bet on that? <laughs> you should be able to. All right. Quick shout out to Kickstarter. Yeah, Kickstarter uh, Kickstarter workers, not the management. Sure, yes. <laughs> Kickstarter workers are unionizing. They voted by a 46 to 37 margin to unionize in an election before the National Labor Relations Board. Should have been unanimous. but It should have been unanimous. But hey, look, the important thing is all you need is a majority, maybe not enough to go on a uh, prolonged strike. Nevertheless, congratulations to the Kickstarter workers. They had an 18-month-long struggle there, and now they have managed to unionize in the uh, white-collar, high-tech sector. Not easy to do that because it's obviously filled with vengeful nerds who uh, stay up late at night to think of ways they can fucking strap electrodes to their employees' (laughs) genitals and shit. Well done, everyone involved in the unionizing effort there. Maybe we'll revisit this story at the end of the week when it's time for the honor can. It's Tuesday, February 17th, 2020. Here's the news. Another edition of Line Go Down report from District Sentinel Recession Watch. Data released yesterday showed that the Japanese economy contracted sharply at the end of last year. Gross domestic product fell in Japan by 6.3% on an annualized rate in the fourth quarter of 2019. It was the biggest quarterly drop in almost six years. Recessions officially occur when economic output contracts over two quarters. And it looks like things are headed that way for Japan. The bad news comes from data about activity from before the outbreak of the coronavirus in Hubei province in China. The New York Times noted today that Japan's tourism industry is taking a massive hit this quarter, with visitors from China staying at home amid travel restrictions. Japan also has the most confirmed coronavirus cases outside of China, with 400 of them. The coronavirus also caused one of the world's largest companies to darken its outlook. Yesterday, Apple Computer announced it will miss its second quarter revenue targets because its supply chain in China has been adversely impacted. The company's stock was down almost 3% in morning trading in morning trading hours today. Also in other line go down news, one of the world's largest banks announced mass layoffs. HSBC said it was shedding 35,000 jobs and closing a third of its branches in the United States. The firm said it was also seeking to sell off $100 billion in assets and that it was shifting its focus to the Middle East and Asia, as CNN noted. <laughs> What a sign of a failed state here. (laughs) The banks are leaving. In related news, today a research arm of the Treasury Department released data on which banks pose the most risk to the global financial system in the event of their failure. HSBC was second behind J.P. Morgan Chase because the London-based firm operates across numerous global jurisdictions. Ghost of the British Empire-ass bank. Just behind HSBC were Citigroup and Bank of America, So, in addition to those two and J.P. Morgan, that means three out of the top four banks that could threaten the world's financial stability are from the United States. Hell yeah, baby. We're number one, baby. Don't tell us we're not number one anymore. Trump made America great again. President Trump's Obama helped a lot, too, I got to say on that front. Oh, definitely. President Trump's farm bailout is now being investigated by the Government Accountability Office. The program, conceived in late 2018 amid the administration's trade war with China, claims to have doled out more than $26 billion to farmers hit hard by Beijing's rising tariffs, which were in response to Washington's rising tariffs. 
on Chinese goods. But Michigan Senator Debbie Stabenow raised questions about who exactly was getting the aid. She alleged it was being distributed to political allies and mostly operations in red states and that there were no controls in place to prevent fraud and abuse. Stabenow, who's the ranking member on the Senate Ag Committee, requested a probe by the GAO. The body announced today that it will grant that probe. The 2019 report by the American Farm Bureau Federation found farm bankruptcies had increased 24% from the prior year and that total farm debt stood at a record high of over $416 billion. I don't want to get ahead of myself, but this could be, a, depending on what GAO finds, this, this could be a really, a really damning story for the Trump administration in an election year. I mean, we're talking about... Are you saying he might not be able to wiggle his way out of this one? <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you. Definitely be more difficult if he's running against Bernie Sanders. Yes, true. Yes, okay. Yes. Against Michael Bloomberg, it won't matter. <laughs> Finally, uh, much like its economic policy, the Trump administration's foreign policy is also shit, but not in the ways MSNBC is telling you about. Here's a story you won't hear on the cable news network. The White House announced new sanctions on Tuesday against Russian oil company Rosneft. The administration claimed the company was helping the Maduro government in Venezuela evade U.S. broad economic sanctions. Those sanctions have been part of a strategy in Washington to squeeze the Maduro government in hopes of bringing about regime change. The administration claimed that Rosneft helped ship 2 million barrels of crude from Venezuela to West Africa. Team Rosneft on this one. Yeah. I'm, I'm not usually one to side with an oil company, but I'm definitely Team Rosneft here, 100%. <laughs> Rosneft's president, Didier Casimiro, Rosneft, Rosneft. has been specifically named in the sanctions. The primary target of the sanctions is the company's brokerage firm subsidiary in Switzerland. Partner companies will also be affected. These latest actions show that the Trump administration is still very much interested in regime change in Venezuela. That was also evidenced by opposition leader Juan Guaido's appearance at President Trump's State of the Union and later at a press conference hosted by Speaker of the House Nancy Pelosi. Although upon returning back to Venezuela, Guaido probably got his ass kicked by protesters, once again proving that he has zero popular support outside of a one square mile area here in Washington, D.C. I was going to say, Juan Guaido would probably get his ass beat if he went to a lot of places in D.C. itself. Yeah. yeah. Definitely. All right. That music means the newscast is over. Time to <laughs> just imagining Juan Guaido showing up to the looking glass lounge and getting fucking pants or something. <laughs> All new subscribers on our Patreon, patreon.com slash district sentinel get access to all the bonus content. They also get their own haiku written for them and read on the air. And we're going to read some right now. This is for Emma virtual gaming except a virtual eating 10 pounds of ice cream. Mm. You don't gain the weight, I guess, huh? Your tummy doesn't hurt, and you can just eat bowl after bowl of ice cream. That sounds great. Why hasn't that been invented yet? I just invented it. <laughs> Putting that right up there with our uh, Constitution toilet paper. <laughs> Thank you, Emma. One should be a lot easier to uh, create a prototype for. Yes. Again, if you're out there and you design toilet paper... DM us. Please. This one goes out to required name. Hello, 911. This is an emergency. Was attacked online. <laughs> Thank you, required name. This is for Grant. 
Bernie bros got me. They stuffed me in a locker and gave me health care. <laughs> Thank you, Grant. Finally, this is for Devin. Logged on, saw a tweet. Now I'm paralyzed with fear. Bernie, condemn this. Thank you, Devin. Yes, thank you, Devin, and thank you to all the new subscribers. That's patreon.com slash district sentinel. If you haven't heard your haiku yet and you recently subscribed, stay tuned for tomorrow's show. All right, one last thing to do before we go. We got a call on the listener rant line. Hey, Sam and Sam. This is Nathan Kahn from D.C. Uh, so I'm on the collective bargaining team for my union, and I want to assure anyone who has any doubt Rank-and-file union members want Medicare for all. My negotiated private insurance is trash. And I did the math recently, and with Medicare for all, my employer would have an additional $175 per paycheck that we could negotiate back into our salary. So better health care, more money, and as you both know, any argument that is uh, that Medicare for all hurts unions is cynical horseshit and actually does union members of the service. And finally, I just wanted to plug a local D.C. event for friends of the show, Michaela Wilkes, tomorrow night. That's Wednesday, 2-19 at 7.30. At Do Drop In in D.C., we're having a Simpsons Trivia Night. That's right, Simpsons Trivia Night fundraiser for Michaela. There's a lot of overlap between Simpsons fans and leftists, so here's your chance to be heard. Um, if you're not a Simpsons fan, no worries. We have something for everybody. So I hope you all can be there and be square. Thanks a lot. Bye. Damn, Sam Knight would clean up at that Simpsons trivia. I might. I'm a little rusty. I did do... Yeah, I mean, I, I I feel like there are people who are way, way more on top of their Simpsons game than me. Something for everybody. Will they have WCW trivia <laughs> for, for me? Uh, anyway, thanks for the call, Nathan. Uh, I encourage everyone to, everyone who's here in D.C., here in Pistown, show up at Dude Drop In. Help support Michaela. She's running a great campaign. That's right. You too can call the rant line, 202-684-6108. Leave a message. We'll play it on air. We will be back tomorrow with a brand new newscast. We're here in D.C., so you don't have to be. <laughs>